Hello, Guerreras and Guerreros, and welcome back to our new episode, Baby Daddy Special. Today, we have two very special guests. We have Zach, who's my very awesome husband, and then we also have Humberto, my brother-in-law. So let's get this show on the road. All right, Guerreras and Guerreros, so here I have Zach and Bert, my husband, and they're going to be talking about their birthing stories with us. So in order to prep them, we've started with a couple of questions. So first question to Bert, how comfortable were you at the hospital stay when I was going through my delivery? Well, it kind of depends, you know. Um, in fact, there's two rooms, the delivery room and then the, I believe it's called the postpartum room. The delivery room only had a sofa for me. So uh scale of one to ten, I'll give that sofa a three. <laughs> no I uh, wasn't all that comfortable. But the postpartum room, uh, you know, that we had a futon, so it wasn't bad at all. Then again, you know, with a baby, you gotta wake up every two hours to feed. So waking up every two hours, I don't know if comfort was really an issue, mm-hmm. but I mean I wouldn't compare it to a holiday inn. What about you, Zach? What do you think about the that infamous couch that I remember that would yeah. pull the opposite direction? Yeah, um, that first couch was tough because it kind of pretended like it could recline, but it wouldn't automatically recline. So if you fell asleep, you were shot back up into the upright position. <laughs> oh, no. So I didn't sleep at all for the first delivery. Um, and then that postpartum room, we had like a cot, which, you know, again, all the stuff, you can't really complain because of the discomfort that our wives are going through. No, right? that's right. Oh, that's just, fair. You know what, guys? It's just it's true. Yeah, pick we, your battles. We have it, you know, we have it all right. Um and then the second time it was different because I we already had a kid, so I had to go back home once in a while. So I was lucky mm. luckily I got away with some stuff. But mm-hmm. that first infamous couch, I mean it was horrible. I complained about it and Alex, I forgot. It's like post-surgery. And oh, like, yes. Are you really complaining about a seat right now? <laughs> I'm like, so. I've just been torn apart and you're complaining about the seat. Yeah, my neck kind of hurts. Okay, Zach, but be real right now. What were you doing in that September time with your iPad while I was going through some contractions? It was actually after the birth. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> It was a NFL fantasy football game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Bert, yeah, they both do it at the same time, so I'm sure Bert knows about it, too. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was it was after after birth, though. There you go. Yeah, the baby yeah, was... It was, was during. The but... was sleeping, and the little thing, and I took the draft, and you were sleeping. <laughs> it worked out. It was important. Most fathers do. Somebody's got to multitask. Exactly. <laughs> Most of the time, I feel like you guys are multitasking. You know, we, wear, we wear a lot of hats, you know, and fantasy football is a hat that we do wear. Uh, <laughs> I just remember waking up and I said, what are you doing? Oh, my fantasy football draft is coming up. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, gosh. I'm about to have a baby. The ogre came out. That <laughs> reminds me of the time that Umberto, who was super, like, thoughtful was going up to me and he's like is everything okay (laughs) and I remember I'm sure you remember this bird I was like get your stinky coffee out of my face (laughs) oh my god I was an ogre too yeah I don't remember being parcel talk for you Harry Potter fans out there you know but I do recall that moment uh again late nights uh, I'm a big caffeine drinker, so luckily our hospital did provide coffee. 
Uh, so yes, I did have a few cup of joes. And with pregnancy, you know, your sense is kind of high enough. And yes, uh, my wife did get the full sense of the coffee I was drinking <laughs> um, that day. Yeah. So that brings me to a really good question for both of you. Like, how do you guys have so much patience? I know you both did with our ogreness that came out during the pregnancy. How did you guys do that? Because I know that we both displayed some, you know, anger maybe. Oh, absolutely. And one of the big ones was one time, one, my first birth, when I gave birth to my daughter, Zach went out to Whataburger and ordered Whataburger for my entire family. So my mom, and I, this to this day, I feel terrible for this, but my mom took a big bite out of her Whataburger burger. And I said, get out. Of, I said, get out of the room. I cannot believe that y'all are eating Whataburger right in front of me. Like I cannot eat. I couldn't eat for like 24 hours because I was still in labor. And my sister, wait Guilty. a second. Guilty. She, I was one of the ones that had a Whataburger. I didn't know that it was a big deal until obviously I had a baby. So what happens to all of you new moms or maybe moms that are expecting that don't know like when you go in, you can only eat ice. You cannot eat any more food. So you're starving, 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 starving. And any smell, as as Bert said, like it's heightened. So then you smell it, you're starving. And then you have these people around you eating. So it is actually very disrespectful to take <laughs> oh, food. Oh, I was furious. I said, Mom, are you I didn't know. Me? I didn't But know. now that I'm thinking about it, it was not even Zach who brought the Whataburger. It was my sister yeah, who it brought me. it. Now that I'm thinking about it. It was me, guys. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know any better back then until I went through it myself. I was like, nobody better be here with food because I am starving. But then I remembered what I did to her and I felt so guilty. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry that I did this to you. There's so many things I learned, honestly, like giving birth myself. Okay, well, let's give a backup. My sister was actually hiding in the closet when I gave birth to my first baby. So Okay, first of all, it was in the closet. (laughs) She had a she had a room with a partition, and I literally didn't want to see the birth because I'm very like I faint with like she's very sensitive blood with blood and stuff yeah. like that. So I remember hiding behind a room and just hearing the laboring process and my mom talking to her, but I was in the back. I didn't actually witness the birth, but they did. <laughs> yes, for sure. And it was pretty intense when she came out screaming when she's like how is that big baby coming out of like how did that big baby come out of you and I'm like one day you're gonna go through that process I wasn't there for her birth but Bert was so Bert you gotta tell us so what tips would you give someone to be more comforting for their partners when they're giving birth well there's no preparation for that really as far as the males go um but as far as comforting your partner um, one thing that Laura and I did, we actually took classes. I believe, correct if I'm wrong here, they're called Lamas. Lamas yeah. classes. Yeah. Um, and those classes, they kind of give you guys some techniques to kind of help you soothe your partner um, in times of obviously just pure agony. Uh, one thing I remember sharing with my wife is, you know, as a male, really, as much as you want to help, you're kind of on the sidelines and you, you can't do much. So, any little bit you could, honestly, um, I'm sure. Your partner could really appreciate uh, for Laura, for instance, out of butter lotions, um, little simple hand massages. Mm-hmm. And we even did some yoga ball yeah. exercises, I think. 
Yeah, that's true. You asked for the yoga ball for me. And then he also massaged my arm and it helped in the very beginning. It actually was very helpful. So thank you because he was like, and the smell, it was lavender. So it's supposed to soothe you. So that was very, very helpful. Great tip. I would give that to someone like if that helps you like relax for sure, by all means do it. Just know that as the contractions like get harder or more intense, it's not as soothing. <laughs> right. One thing I want to point out too, though, uh, I mean, I'm not going to give myself full credit on this either. So again, all of this, I learned from the Lamar class. And literally uh, after that class session, when we learned about, hey, you know, buy some lotions, the co or the worker, the employee over at, um, not Bed Bath & Beyond, but what's the other store? Bath & Body Works, maybe? Yes, Bath & Body oh, Works. Yeah. I told her, hey, my wife's pregnant. I like to buy her some lotion. She was like, oh, trust me, I got you. <laughs> and yeah, she kind of directed me to the perfect lotion. And yeah, sure enough, like Laura said, it was kind of like a lavender soothing lotion. So yeah, um, trust me, I'm nowhere, you know, that thoughtful, that mindful, but... Um, the classes helped in other words. Yes, so yes, absolutely. Those classes did help. Yeah, that was good. So as for help, if you're not sure of exactly what to get, there's people out there that will help. But I'll kind of ask Zach the same questions. What tips would you give someone to be comforting for their partners when giving birth? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just to be attentive, receptive to what uh, your spouse needs. So that's, you know, just kind of be there. Don't try to take control of anything. I know some people might be control freaks out there. Just kind of just let... Uh, your spouse let you know what they need so ice chips right i was like was obsessed mm. with ice chips it was like crunching those down i was just i know and i remember saying go call the nurse because the nurse came in she yeah. checked me and she's like oh you're only three centimeters dilated mm -hmm. she leaves and i told zach absolutely not go get her right <laughs> yeah. now i'm about to have the baby like yeah. i know i'm i need to push you know push. yourself better yeah girl the nurse came back and she grabbed the whole tape like she checked me and she's like she's ready she grabs the table starts setting everything up for the doctor but only because zach went out to ask for her otherwise i would have been there yeah. in agony like wanting to push but i couldn't yeah so that's such a good I, point because like as you're the person there that's sitting ready to give like ready to have the baby you don't really want to talk so much either because you're in so much pain but so you talk to your husband and your husband is kind of like the translator to the medical staff yeah. and that i know that's something that umberto did for me too with the epidural do you remember that? Like, I do. So um, I think if I recall correctly, there's a time where uh, they had asked Laura if she wanted epidural. Um, and she was kind of defensive about it because she had done some research how it may kind of delay the pregnancy. So she kind of held it off until she felt she really needed. Well, when the time came where, you know, push kind of came to shove and she was really hurting, uh, there wasn't anyone at our hospital that could, you know, I guess, um, give an epidural. So unfortunately, Laura had to kind of wait a while. In fact, I remember, you know, I'm there kind of soothing her and some random guy, you know, in just street clothes comes in and I was just like, hey, is this Laura? And I'm just kind of wondering who the hell is this guy coming in? But sure <laughs> enough, it was, you know, um, the, yeah, the guy the, that yeah, did the physician who kind of gives the epidurals. He's like, yeah, I'll just so happy just to kind of come by. I was picking up something and I heard someone in the epidural. So luckily uh, we were able to kind of, get her, you know, some yeah. pain relief. However, correct if I'm wrong here, but the epidural didn't really help you out all that much, correct? So yes, that is true. The epidural did help me all the way up, all the way down to the bottom of my stomach. 
but it didn't help me like where it mattered. From your waist down? Oh my gosh, girl. <laughs> it did not help me where it mattered. So pretty much like not to get like too like, you know, visual or anything, but I could feel everything down there. Like I could feel like the sensation to want to push so bad the whole time I was shaking and shaking and the guy the epidural guy the one that came to to kind of like do that he said that sometimes the epidural doesn't like work thoroughly like sometimes it's like maybe a leg is numb or maybe a certain body part is numb but for me it just so happened that it didn't work all the way down so I could feel everything and that part was really scary to my husband. And he was just like trying to get answers. Like, why is this happening to her? And they were like, well, it's never like 100% guarantee that you oh don't feel. Oh my gosh, what a like horror story. No, yeah. but <laughs> I asked my sister, that I, now that you're saying that, I remember asking you, like, what did it feel like? And she's like, just imagine a branch, like a tree branch coming out of you. And I was like, holy moly, like, like that is insane. Just imagine like, uh, like a branch that has like a oh lot of like little limbs. elbows oh yeah my like little gosh. like kind of like limbs no and way. like it's hard and then it's like going through your body like that's exactly how it felt it was so painful but it's like short-lived too like as soon as you like give birth it doesn't like it's such a relief but which actually drags me to the next question like how what was that feeling that y'all got? And you guys can go whichever one is ready first. But like, what is that feeling that y'all got when you saw your baby for the first time? Um, yeah, that's a, it's hard to put into words. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, especially with your first kid that, okay, your life is completely different now. Everything's changed. You have this part of yourself and your loved one, your spouse that is now put into this baby that you have to care for. Right. And, you can feel, you know, you're going to feel love for something that you've never felt before, you know, all these new feelings. But, you know, the thing that people don't prepare you for is like, now you're, you're a parent, right? And now you have to take care of this. Is, this is like a, here's a baby and you, you go with it. You know, it's, it's, there's not a, like a manual they give you that that's all stuff mm -hmm. that you should have prepped for uh, prior to, but you know, the feeling of now your whole life has changed and, you have something that depends on you, somebody that depends on you a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. And the love that you feel for that being is more than anything you've probably ever felt before. So it's, yeah. it's definitely an interesting feeling and um, something that I, I don't know how to put into multiple words. And I'm, poet, I'm not a poet or anything, but I can't. Mm -hmm. I don't know what. Yeah, it's well, it, no, it's funny you say that. Um, again, Zach has had both of his kids before my daughter was born. And I remember going to Zach, you know, asking him, hey, so, you know, what's it like? You know, what's it like being a dad? And at the time he told me, oh, your life changes, you know? And it's funny how, he, you know, earlier he said, you know, there's really no way of explaining it. Because, um, yeah, I remember when Lily was born, it, it was like, you guess, kind of what he said, just an immense love for a human being. It's unrelatable. It's on, yeah, it's. Can't calculate it. Yeah, you can't quite calculate it. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, you know, it's funny. I kind of understood the sense where you said, you know, your world changes. Um, another aspect for me, I remember just, again, as a male, you want to help out as much as you can. You know, obviously, you're not the one who's giving birth or anything. You're not going through what female's going through. So I think for me, too, besides, you know, just a love for my daughter, I think part of it was also the uh, 
kind of the relief and the happiness for your partner and says we're like mm-hmm. you know they kind of went through such a tough uh, tough time um and to finally finish that journey you know finally kind of go through that struggle and deliver something so precious to the world so um it was a mixture of love and happiness um laura kind of picks on me i got very emotional oh and, uh, i love that i know tell me tell me yeah like he I remember that when I gave birth, Lily was on my chest and Umberto just kept kissing my forehead and he was just so happy. And I guess like I felt like he was proud of me. But then after he was very emotional because that's when I know you guys know, but like when they prick their fingers, oh, because yeah. you know how they and have to like feet. do like, I guess, yes. blood work on them or something. Yeah. And Umberto was like so instantly overprotective of Lily. Like anywhere Lily was, like he was right next to her. Oh, and so, so when they took her away to weigh her and do all that stuff, like I just saw Umberto leave my side and he was like a hundred percent like in love, adoring this like little bean. And then like when he when they pricked her, I remember him like tearing up and like Aww. crying. And he was so sad that. He just felt like he felt so helpless that he he told me later, like, I just felt so helpless. Like, I couldn't I couldn't stop them from pricking her. I knew it was part of the procedure. But at the same time, you have like this intrinsic, like, want to want to, like, be so protective and not let anything hurt her. But then you know that it's something that they have to do. So you kind of have to allow it. And he just got so emotional, like he couldn't control it, like, because it was such like a a special time and like emotional time for him and i just knew like oh my goodness like he loves this little being like so much i think i could way i could kind of describe it for those of you who love animals i love animals by the way so imagine you're given a puppy and all of a sudden someone just hits your puppy it's kind of the way i, I could kind of relate it it's like imagine yeah. you know, you're giving something yeah. so cute and adorable and all of a sudden they abuse it yeah you know that's kind of yeah. how with lily we're like you know i was just so happy that I had her and she was perfect. Uh, you know, I remember Laura and I just kind of talking about what she would look like. And she was mm-hmm. literally the best of both worlds. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was in, I don't know, in awe or just in love with Lily. And, yeah, seeing someone just kind of shed blood, like, yeah, it was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't, it doesn't stop. So yeah. tell that to the people. Your, your, your kid is not going to, when when they're a baby, you don't think they're fragile just in that time where my daughter's six, my son's four, and it does not stop. You know, you always, mm-hmm. and I think another part too is like they start doing all these tests and then you start getting freaked out about the tests. Like, okay, they're testing their mm-hmm. hearing. And mm-hmm. and my son had like a little issue with hearing and, okay, is he going to be deaf? Like you start, you're in, yeah. it's just all natural feelings to have, mm-hmm. but I think it's always good to just keep a steady head. You know, mm-hmm. I can't say yeah. it's not easy to do that, but um, it's, you know, it's definitely a part. And then even the, the fear of safety when you, I don't know if y'all went through this, but putting Camilla in the car seat and driving mm-hmm. home was like, oh, we yeah. drove like 10 miles an hour. Like we're just, yeah. What do we just yeah. drive home? Like, what do you, yeah, I, yeah, I'm still in awe. There's literally no instructions. Uh, yeah. you know, how do you call it that, that movie where it's like, no instructions, instructions not included. Yes. Yeah. Instructions not included. Literally. Like they just give you this baby and they just expect you to, to keep it alive yeah, for so long it alive and, and to make sure it's healthy and, and loved and everything. And, but yeah, like Zach said, there's no manual included with the baby and you just, you figure it out. And I, I feel that as long as you, you're, you're loving your baby and they're happy 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what really Yeah, I matters. think it's like intuition too. Like you just, I know people always say that and I used to hate it because I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Like, I obviously am not a parent yet, so I don't know what that means. But when you're a parent, like you literally do have an intuition. It's so weird. Like Lily can be playing in her house outside and like all of a sudden, like my zone will like zoom in to the spider right next to her. Like literally I can see everything black out. And I literally see this tiny spider next to her. And I'm just like, like, like what is going to hurt this baby? Like it's, it is intuition. And I do think that we forget a lot of times that we are like animalistic in some ways. And Mm -hmm. we have this intuition that we are going to protect this like thing. And there's just an intuition like deep inside of us that we do know how to, how to react and what to do. But we just need to trust it. I think sometimes we're so logical that we try to put too much logic to it. And try to think and like step, like especially me, like I tried to plan my whole day, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to breast, like breastfeed on this exact time. And when you become a parent, you know, like, okay, it doesn't always end up working the way that you planned it. It's just very intuitive sometimes. And you just kind of have to go, go with the flow. Yes. Uh, and I think, Zach, we winged it pretty much. We were, I was 23. Yeah, you guys were young. You guys and were you were young. 23 also, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's yeah. a really young age, I well, think. I'd say y'all definitely helped out in that sense. Yeah. Um, well, Google's your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, fun fact, speaking of the car seats, um, and Zach was the one who kind of told me this first, but the nurses there at the hospital, or any employee at the hospital, cannot touch a car seat at all. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I remember my first time installing a car seat. I wasn't sure if I did it completely right. Um and like I said, Zach has had his kid before I did. So like I had him to kind of just double check my car seat. But I can imagine for someone who, you know, is a brand new parent and, you know, first time kind of experience doesn't have anyone, you know, to kind of, I guess. Another thing is that I found out afterwards, the fire department can install car seats mm-hmm. uh, for you. Okay. If you have a fear or whatever, you can pull up to a fire department and supposedly they can install a car seat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very that. Yeah. And your loved ones are always there to help you. I know the people that inserted our, our car seats were um, your mom and her boyfriend. She, he, yeah. she, he installed it for Zach. And I am so thankful for that because that was our very first baby. And we didn't. Yeah. You just never know. You always yeah, also second guess yourself. Like even before the baby's born, like, oh, did I get everything? Like, do I have everything that I need? Is the like, is there nothing? Cause they say like, you know, like, SIDS is like a huge scary thing. Like, is there nothing around the crib? Like, no, no, like stuffed animals and no blankets. And it's like you overthink everything like three times or more, just like trying to make everything perfect for your baby. But I did have a question for you guys. Um, and it's also about the labor. But what is something that you wish you knew back then that that you kind of learned through the process? Um, I don't, you know what? I think there's, I want to make a point that there's nothing you, there's going to be things that you can't prepare for, right? Mm-hmm. That's always a good, yeah, that's like, a good one. There's not mm-hmm. really a thing to be prepared for. I mean, the best thing is be prepared for comfort um, for yourself and obviously for your spouse that is giving labor. If your um, spouse is, you know, just again, we've talked about it earlier, just taking Lamage classes is great, looking up things, whatever you guys talk about them will make them feel comfortable. But um, I don't know. There's not really something specifically I, I would I would say I wasn't truly unprepared for. 
the one thing that caught me by surprise and it actually kind of upset me was the knowing that your OBGYN isn't there for the entire process. I mean, they're literally just there for the last few minutes. So for me, I remember just, you know, obviously watching movies and hearing, you know, these doctors say, oh, don't worry. I don't take any time off. I don't go on vacations. I'll always be there no matter what. So whenever you have your baby, I'll be there. So I expected, you know, I mean, I guess it kind of sounds ridiculous saying it now, but, you know, our doctor to kind of be that, our beck and call, you know, anytime we're ready to kind of a baby, you know, for her to be there. Um, and in fact, she wasn't there until Lily was already kind of coming out. In fact, I remember the nurse mm-hmm. telling us, all right, guys, it's go time. Uh, Laura to start pushing and me kind of in a way up, like, yeah. aggressively asking her, where is our doctor? Yeah. Like, where is she? Yeah. You know, is she here in the hospital? We need her now. And she just kind of stay calm. And sorry, she's probably about another patient, but this baby needs to come out. So yeah. for me, that, that was kind of shocking. And yeah, I wasn't was... ready for that. I was expecting, you know, our doctor to kind of be there from the beginning, almost waiting with us. But no, like, they're not there until it's, it's go time. Well, the birth is unpredictable. So yeah. it's hard to determine. I think bringing up staff mm-hmm. your nurses are godsends mm-hmm. i mean i don't know how many yeah. different questions we asked ours like how to swaddle mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah you, got, you know swaddling uh take, take advantage of whatever the hospital gives you is in diapers and blankets and stuff um ask questions ask a lot of questions if you have them don't there's no dumb questions ask your nurses they've seen it all they've been through it all um i think that's another piece of advice i probably would yeah. say That's a really good one. And I do remember being shocked that I was like, I felt this huge, immense pressure to push. And they were like, no, you need to wait for your doctor. And then all of a sudden the nurse, it was just one nurse, literally just you, me, the nurse and my mom were in the room and the nurse was like, okay, we're going to start pushing. And I'm like, wait, where's the doctor? She's like, the doctor's going to come when you're closer to like literally having the baby outside. Like she's not going to come until then. And I'm thinking like, it's just going to be me and this nurse. And so that nurse, and they are really like amazing people. Like I can't imagine that they are literally by the bedside of, of like women, you know, all the time. And that's the only like medical stuff that they have and they help you so much. And they're so encouraging. And they're like, she helped me push all the way till I was almost going to like pop out the baby. And then literally it felt like as soon as Lily was going to come out and I needed like your pushes, the doctor shows up. And I'm just like, it's felt like it was so late, but I, but that's what the nurse said. Like they're only here to deliver the baby, literally just to like take the baby out. And I remember when I had Lily, the doctor was there. She had already put on her gloves and she was ready, but it was at the very, very end. I was shocked about that too. I had expected her to be there the whole time. And I heard from the nurse like, oh, she has other, she has other, um, other patients that she's looking at right now. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I'm about to, I'm about to pop. And then the other thing that I was also shocked is how many other people came besides oh, the, the doctor. Team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Besides the doctor. Like all of a sudden there was only me and a nurse and Umberto and my mom. And then all of a sudden there was like all these different people with a doctor. It was like, I don't know who was there, but people literally walking around the whole room. I don't know, probably like seven people or more. And then the doctor, the doctor's there putting on her gloves and there's all these other people doing all this other stuff. And then it's like a cheer squad. And I remember in my head, like 
see, hearing what they're all literally your cheer squad. They're like telling you, you can do it, like push and let's count down. And like the contraction is coming and like push. And they were doing all this stuff. And I remember one lady's voice that sounded like a drill sergeant. Do you remember her? She was like, yeah, she's like, you need to do this. You can do this. You've been prepping for this for blah, blah, blah. And she's like, push. Like she was like, so like literally like amazing. Like, and so I remember her voice, but there was all these other voices cheering me on. And I remember my mom's voice because my mom was like sitting far away in the seat. And I just remember her saying in Spanish and I could hear her voice over everybody else, like screaming, like, you know, you need to push and you're not pushing when the time is right. You need to push at a certain time. And she was like guiding me through it. So those are the two voices that I remember clearly hearing, but it was literally like last minute when I was about to give to give birth for the record to you guys um it's funny how laura's upset that she heard her mom and not me <laughs> you know i was by laura's bedside yes, he was. the entire pregnancy but you were like and helping me i think tapping I, me i was you know kind of cheering her on and yeah sure enough afterwards you know when i asked her you know she's like oh yeah thank god my mom was there <laughs> and yeah like laura said she was towards the back really and yeah. um but anyway, just to kind of piggyback on what Zach said, I thought that was kind of great advice, and I'd like to kind of share that, is definitely um, utilize the staff that's there because they have all sorts of specialists there that you guys questions to. Um, and I remember, you know, when Laura and I were there, Laura was kind of one of those who didn't want to bother anyone. She was like, no, no, it's fine. Don't call yeah. them. Um, but, you know, being a new parent, you just have so many At least I did. Yeah. I had so many questions. Um, and it's almost like you didn't want to leave because you just, you know, you like that, having that resource. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, don't be scared to ask questions. Uh, they have staff members specifically for that. Um, lactation consultants, uh, you name it, you know, kind of what Zach mentioned, um, someone who could help you make, you know, swallow your baby. Yes. Feeding, feeding was a big one for me because my mm -hmm. baby would not latch very easily. So they said, no yeah. problem. We'll get so-and-so right in here. She's our specialist in that. She'll help you and guide you through the whole thing. And sure enough, she showed me how to position the baby. And yeah. it was just, th they're miracle workers, honestly. Those yeah. people, they're yeah. heroes. They are. And I will say that I was always so shy, like before. But when you have a baby and because it's necessity, you're like, not shy. I'm like, help me latch. Just yes. help me, like, show me how. And the nurses are amazing. All right, guys. Next question. How has life changed now being dads compared to before? Well, uh, you definitely more consider your kids. You know, anytime you make a decision, um, you know, you just think about your kids first. So that's probably the biggest thing. Just be considerate of young ones. Um, and other than that, really has changed. Do you want to add anything else, Zach, before we close this episode? Yeah, I think one thing to just keep in mind is that the more that you take care of yourself from a mental health and physical uh, perspective, you will be a better parent in the sense that you're going to be more attentive, more present for them. Because remember, your mood translates. You know, they're going to pick up on everything that you do. They are they are literally sponges for what you put out there. So being happy, taking time for yourself, whether that's playing video games for some people, <laughs> going to the gym, um, listening to some podcasts, right? Yeah. Uh, anything like that is, is going to just put you in a better spot with your kids. 
Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We really, truly appreciate you all taking the time. We know that our schedules get busy, especially with little ones. Yeah. So we can't thank you enough. Yeah. And to our listeners, remember, Somos, somos hermanas, hermanas. And together we are Driven Latinas.